to the Bama Baseline Podcast. I am James Fletcher, here with Trevin Pierre-Noel and Luke Ratliff. Uh, we're in with you guys' first episode post-season opener. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the first game of the season here in a moment. But before that, we get to that, let's get to the lineup for today. We've got, of course, a review of the game Alabama played in Coleman Coliseum against the Pennsylvania Quakers. Uh, we will then move on into a little bit of a discussion on the opening week of college basketball. We'll talk a little SEC hoops, uh, go around the top 25, a couple of the teams that'll, that have impressed us so far, a couple of the teams we expect to do well this year. In the, in the third segment, we're going to go ahead and give you guys what you all come here for, a list. And we don't know the list yet. It's to it be determined. Been, not been brought to us uh, by Luke, who handcrafts these lists uh, in his spare time. And then in the fourth segment, we'll get you guys ready for FAU next week on Monday night. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. A uh, little bit of a discussion about that game against Penn. Uh, what did you like? What did you not like uh, from opening night? I like the, you know, you could tell with this team, this team's trying to get an identity, or they're trying to play with a certain identity. Uh, whether they've achieved it or not uh, is to be determined. But, I, I, you know, they play pretty good, in my opinion. You know, as far as pace of play, and I don't think Nate Oates was punking us when he said that we were going to play fast and, you know, hustle more and all that, you know, play like he said we were going to. He wasn't punking us there. It was obvious to see uh, in the style of play on the court that it was there's definitely a change about. Look, um, my main thing about this was the volume of three-point shots that we took. I find that to be a positive thing because Absolutely. it shows the transition of the game. Like, basically, we took as many three-pointers as we would have took in regular shots last year. That's right. So, I've, I'm feeling a lot better now about, in terms of the offense, um, moving forward. I'm feeling a lot better. I know we didn't shoot well um, the other night, but that's and not, like an aberration. It's not the normal, you know what I'm saying? So... They'll, they'll fix it, and it'll be all right. And, and Trevin, you know, that sort of seems to be the the trend now in basketball, especially at the pro level, yes. too. You've seen with the Warriors and the Rockets in the past couple of years. Uh, and I think it's weird because, you know, basketball's been played for well over 100 years. I think that's the number. Thank you, right. James Smith. It is over 100 Well years. over 100 years. And the three-point line has been implemented implemented in basketball since, what, the, the mid-'80s? Yeah, mid-'80s. Mid-'80s. Uh, and it took us this long to realize that three points are worth more than two. I don't think it, I don't think it was the fact that we realized that three points were worth more than two. Mm-hmm. I think it was the actualization that you could make the three points. And it caught, it, it's worth more than two points. What a novel idea. No, no, it's just that players have been taught for so long, like coaching-wise, like you've been coached. Like, and the easiest the shot is the closest one the to the basket. The easiest That's one is the closest thought. shot to the basket. And then, you know, your old coaches are going to be like, well, we're just going to shoot the mid-range, we're going to shoot close, and then if we need a three-point shot, then we'll take it when we need to because the three-point shot was a novelty, not the necessity. Yeah, there's so much data out there now that uh, these coaches can look at. They can show the shooting percentages of every player in the league all combined by 
category, by how closely they were guarded, by where it was taken, all of that stuff. And it's, it's shown now. Timing. It's shown now that the mid-range shot is actually the least efficient, and that if you're gonna come outside of the paint, you're better off stepping behind that line because while the the one the basket at the rim is the highest percentage, it is the easiest one mm -hmm. to get. Uh, the three-point shot often has more space uh, than any of the rest, and that's a, a big part of making your shots uh, when you're at such a high level yeah. uh, like mm -hmm. these, these players are in college and in the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, going back to the game, the game this week against Penn, uh, I think – and I think you two can agree with me on this uh, – not only was it relieving to see an actual basketball game, you know, being played, like hoops are back. Can we pr like praise Amen. me We're for that? Back. Right. Great Some applause back. for hoops. Back. It's back. Uh, but it was – you could tell it was obviously a different style of play. It was obviously a more uh, – it gave off more energy, mm -hmm. uh, and if, I think if you were in Coleman Coliseum, you could tell too. It was easier to root for this team. Yes. Yeah, under the name that's regime. Right. Like uh, it just felt like they cared more. Right. It felt sure. like it felt like they cared more. They were more motivated. They were scratching their claw. They were fighting, even when they were down. Which you know, in normal Alabama fashion, the second half we start losing. But but you know. It's 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 like they fought back. They to, they made it a very very good game towards the end, and just seeing the fight was what was important mm -hmm. for me. I didn't necessarily care about the outcome of the game. I just wanted to see the fight in the players. Yeah, I think it was obviously critical when Herb Jones uh, went down with that injury. It was a marvelous block. Uh, just soaring through Absolutely. the air to send that ball back. Of course, it didn't count because Beal Bolden had drawn mm -hmm. a charge, which he seems to be very good at from oh, practices, absolutely. from scrimmages, from now gameplay. He he draws more charges than anyone I've ever I seen. I think Beal Bolden is going to be a fan favorite for this team because you can tell just – And he loves the student section as well. well I asked him absolutely. post-game. And he, he told me he feeds off that, that student section. He loves uh, to get that energy back in return mm -hmm. uh, when he – He's showing that intensity on the offense and defense. He, he plays with such a high – he plays at such a high level that it's just fun to watch him specifically play. Uh, I do have this uh, breaking news. This is live. Breaking news. Uh, Cecil Hurt reports this from Cecil Hurt, Tuscaloosa News. Uh, he tweets, positive news on Herbert Jones' MRI is that his elbow is only hyperextended and not worse per NATO's tonight. And he'll be a game-time decision for Monday against Florida Atlantic. We'll probably sit out that game just because we should be Florida Atlantic. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because you guys said he, he's, he's a critical part of this team. Yeah. He reminds me, defensively, his impact on the team reminds me a little bit of Tony Allen. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's, that's a good one. I thought he was going to say Draymond Green. I no, say, no, no, no. Don't bring up Draymond. Tony Allen, he's not providing you offense. He knows the offensive plays aren't for mm -hmm. him. But his defense impacts the offense in ways that can't be explained through analytics or statistics. Well, like Patrick Beverly does? Right. Well, you Just got, like Patrick you Beverly. you got to think, too, uh, in the scrimmage against Georgia Tech, Herbert Jones obviously made the difference on the court. Uh, in, in the stat – in the – Box score, he was plus 25. Yes. Right. 
plus 25. That is incredible. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't think you can replicate his length on defense. Uh, you could see his, before his, his switchability. He's able to yeah. guard one through yeah. five, literally. That's right. He's a great ball handler, and I think you can tell this too by the way he played uh, against Penn and against Georgia Tech. He's becoming more aggressive as an offensive player, uh, driving to the basket more. And he's learned. He's learned to avoid cheap fouls. That's right. He, he's that was using, tough last year. He's that was using, tough last it year. Was. He's using his fouls wisely. He knows when he needs to take a foul, and he knows when he can back off and, and let someone else pick up the help defense. Which is kind of ironic to me that he's just now learning that when he had Dante Hall on the back end right. uh, before. Right. Right. You but, think, but I think, think it's because be he had the safety desk of Dante Hall that he didn't really necessarily have to think about it. But like right now, well, that's what that's what I'm saying though is that with Dante Hall back there as a safety net, you would think, okay, you get beat, mm-hmm. you back up, you know Dante's got it. Yeah. Well, that's not the case. That wasn't well, the case often last year. He would end up trying to come around the backside and slap the arm. He would end up stepping in and drawing a foul. But now, without that presence, it feels like maybe he's taking an extra step back rather than forward mm-hmm. when that happens, and that's allowing him to move laterally uh, also, and get to those shots. I also think that's him realizing his importance to the team as well. That's right. Because mm-hmm. if, if he, could, he could take those risks, and, you know, I might get a steal, I might get a block here, but Dante Hall is more important. I'd rather get the foul than, than Dante because we definitely need Dante, mm-hmm. especially last year. We needed right. that domino presence. Mm-hmm. Right now, we necessarily don't have that dominant down low presence, mm-hmm. but so Herb is being more aware of like I need to be out here for the team. Mm-hmm. If they get a basket, so be it. But at least I'm still out here playing. And I want to talk about this. You said dominant down low presence. I want to talk about this too. Uh, over the off season, of course, the injuries to James Rojas, uh, Jawan Gary. Uh, I Alex th- Reese now with a hip injury. Yes, I, I think he'll play for he, the he's, he's healthy enough. That's good, but uh, he has been struggling yeah. with that. But you see now uh, we have. Only really eight players that we're going to be able to play, eight nine players that we are able to play in the rotation, and the only bigs in there are Javian Davis and Galen Smith. Uh, we're not very deep down low, and I think you can tell that against the against both Georgia Tech and Penn, especially that, the Brodeur when the, he got going. That's right. It was very clear. That's right. It, not there's not very much of a presence down low right now. And I, and I think that's a lot due to injuries uh, to the team. And so I think the way you need to negate that, right, is you have to – I think you do need to play Reese at the five and then bring in Davis and Galen event, like off the bench. I, I, think you need, I think you need to play Reese at the five because – I least, think Herb Jones has to be your four. Right. Herb has to be your four, and then you bring Reese in. Reese, Reese stretches your floor and makes that big work on defense, mm-hmm. especially if Reese is running around mm-hmm. trying to find a three-point shot. If that, like if you're out, if you're outsized, you need to out-athleticize. Right. Mm-hmm. And with, with Alex Reese on a minutes restriction in that game against Penn – It was tough. John Petty was forced to play the four for most of the second half. Yeah. And you could tell that he, he was not – Fully prepared, yeah, and he was not comfortable in that that role. But mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get to what was the biggest positive for you? Biggest takeaway from this game? Uh, obviously, Kyra Lewis. Obviously, uh, thirty points, eight, uh, eight was it eight rebounds? It I think, was, or eight assists. One of the two. It was eight rebounds, five assists. 
And he got, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, really, really kept the tie in the game, Kyra Lewis. He, he played his a career game, and he should be proud of it, honestly. If I'm Kyra Lewis, I'm, I'm super proud of myself for the way I played. Yeah, I think the biggest positive uh, from, my, from my viewpoint was Jaden Shackelford. It wasn't a mirage. He didn't shoot. Fantastic. He was three for three for thirteen from three uh, from the three point line, and six for twenty from the field. Not what you want to see, mm-hmm. but for him to have a poor game and still put up sixteen points, uh, I think he he's proven uh, or proving rather that he's going to be a part of this team in the long term, and that he's going to be a dominant college basketball player uh, for quite some time now. Yeah. Uh, for me, the main positive, and I I can't stress this enough, right? It's free throws. I was actually very pleased with the free throws mm-hmm. because even though percentage-wise it doesn't look right because they have 75%, we have 68%, but we matched them at the free throw That's right. And, you know, there was an opportunity late where we missed some. It happens. Mm-hmm. Tough situation. Yep. You move on. You learn from it. But without those two on the back end, we're literally exactly with Penn on the free throw line. That's right. And that's about 75%. That's right. So I'm, I'm very pleased with the free throw numbers. That that gave me better hope. Um, the only person who shot below 50%, John Petty, one for four. Come on, bro. You shoot threes. Make this easy. Come on out. But I expect you to run at practice. He was also – he was expected to do a lot that he wasn't used right. to in this game. And I think that, that, I'm that impacted him I'm going to give him a pass for that because he also has seven rebounds. And he also had two steals, he had a block, and he had assists. So I'm going to give him a pass on that for this game because he did it other places as well. Uh, but John Petty, you better watch out next time. But John Petty, uh, Trevin's you ready to eviscerate you. You're on the list, John. You're on the list. <laughs> but look, right now, like I have a list, right? There's my Lawson Schaefer that's at the top. You ain't got to worry about nothing. You're great. You're good, right? There's my Lawson Schaefer's at the top. Then there's the Colin Sexton, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the Dante. And then you start getting into the new degree, right? You got the Jimmy Johnson, and then you got the Avery Johnson. So you don't want to, you don't want to be in the Avery zone. That's right. That's, a, that's right. And uh, now I'll get you guys just to tell me uh, one negative takeaway that you had from this game, something that needs to be fixed. Uh, I think I don't know if you can really just make shots, make sure take good shots, make shots, uh, especially in the paint. I think that was glaring, like something looked at you after the game when you looked at the shot chart. Mm-hmm. In the second half, we made we took so many shots in the lane and that just did not go down. They're supposed to be high percentage shots, and yeah. like they we have to finish at the rim. He's he stole mine. I was going to say shots as well. Just put the ball in the basket. But again, first game jitters happens. It's one game, and you're even, not, you're even not. with all the bad shooting, it was still a very close game. Yeah. I'm good with it. That's right. But just just put the ball in the basket. You'll fix it. Yeah, for me, for me, it's definitely uh, the turnovers. I mean, the 15 number in the box score doesn't do it justice. That they they had opportunities on rebounds where the ball fell out of bounds. They had offensive fouls that were completely unnecessary down low. Uh, just a couple of times where they got caught out of control. 
a couple times where it's, it's the first game. I'm not going to yeah. right. I'm, I'm not saying uh, that it's the end of the world, but you know, you hold on to that ball a couple more times. Uh, this is a completely different ball. No, no, no. I, I like to imagine you saying that this is the end of the world. This is the end of the this world. This is the end of the world. <laughs> it's, it's, we can't be turning the ball. We cannot beat Florida Atlantic <laughs> if we did not fix the turnover problem. I, you know, give me a give me a hard take on that. Give me give me a me hard be, stance. I'm an old fashioned basketball coach. I, I'm I'm all for the Whip Sanderson era. We're gonna <laughs> hard nose basketball, no mistakes, all about the fundamentals. But. Uh, Anyways, Nados is going to get fined by the end of this season. He might. He's laying into the referees. Laying into the referees. Lay it into him. Let him know. Fighting for your team. Wait, guy. I can't wait for the SEC refs to come up in here. This is going to be a great day. It'll be a fun season. I want him, get thrown, I want him to get thrown out one good time. That's he might, he might do it. I want him to get thrown out. He's got Hodgson. Hodgson's got his back. Though, let, him, so. let him and Bruce fight in the middle court. That's <laughs> right. what I want to see. All right, we gotta get to we gotta get to break here. Uh, once again, Penn final score, eighty-one to eighty. They take down the Crimson Tide. Alabama back in action on Monday. We'll we'll give you a preview of that game later. Uh, this is the Bama Baseline Podcast. FM, WVUA. we've got to talk about here on the uh, Bama baseline but I want to paint the picture for you uh, during the break there was just it was total chaos in here uh, we all found neutral ground of something to talk about and it's just it blows our minds so hard to learn about this and I think a lot of us watched it live when it happened uh, but we have got to talk about this before we talk about anything else Syracuse scored 34 points in 40 minutes of basketball. You know what I think is the worst <laughs> part about that? Virginia scored 48 and won a game by double digits. They had a blowout victory. They scored 48, won a game by double digits. They, they, they. Uh, no, no. You tell. Here, here's what's worse than this. What's worse? What's worse as a headline? Syracuse scores 34. Or Syracuse scores 34, loses by 12 or 14. I think the the headline shouldn't even focus on the score. I think we need to focus on the rebounding matchup, which was 47 to 28 in Virginia's favor. And they still, like, how do you score one point a rebound? A point per rebound. One point per rebound. And they won the game they by 14 points. Game. 14 this is, points. This is high-level basketball we're watching here. <laughs> shout hey, out. Imagine. Hey, hey, hey. Real, real quick, I just want to give a shout-out for my Bama alum, Braxton Key, 3 for 10, 0 for 5 from 3. Can, can you imagine a world for a second <laughs> but, here? But 10 rebounds. <laughs> can you what? imagine a world what? where Syracuse doesn't have Elijah Hughes on the team? I mean, he scored 14 on his own. 
<laughs> oh, you t- are you telling me it could have been 48-20? Without Elijah Hayes and his contribution. Oh, or Hughes, excuse what? me. What? He played the full 40 minutes. Oh, hold on. I want to sub myself out of that hold game. Hold on. Imagine being a fan of Syracuse. The, you come into the season. You're coming into the season. You're excited. Jim Bayheim, Hall of Fame coach. Does he have a 1,000 wins yet? I, I think he's getting close. He's getting close. He's Jim Beheim, Buddy Beheim coming into the starting lineup. Oh my goodness! And you're against. You've secured a ticket. You've worked hard all week long as a Syracuse fan to go to the Carrier Dome to watch your Syracuse take on the 11th what, ranked Virginia Cavaliers. Joe Girard too, who was a phenom in high school. Well, you, and, and you've worked so hard for this to see the take on the Virginia Wahoos, right? The Cavaliers. The and you go, national champions. And you go there. You've paid money and they score 34 points in, in 40 minutes of basketball. In the Carrier Dome, which is a football stadium. Is it? Hold on. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Is the Carrier Dome a football stadium where they play basketball or a basketball yes. stadium it is a fo- where they play football? It's a basketball arena where they play football. See, that's what I'm thinking too. The, the layout. I know what the layout is. First of all, it's the layout adjusted. wasn't designed for either. Well, let's, let's <laughs> the layout was designed for a monster truck derby. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was it's designed a, for. But no, it's a basketball arena that they just happen to play football. <laughs> I, they just stretch it a little bit. There's like, you know what? We're spending a lot of money here on this new basketball I'll tell you arena. What, I'll you tell might you as well throw Syracuse, football in there as Syracuse well. Syracuse scores 34 points again, and you're going to see – how much that looks like a football stadium trying to play a basketball now, game with all the empty seats around. Now, if you're the NCAA here, do you ha- do you make the rule here, the Syracuse rule, where if they score 34 points again, should you cancel the program? Should you give them a one-year death penalty? <laughs> I don't think you can, you can't think do you that. cancel the program. It's a Hall of Fame. Well, j- should, should you do that, though? I think the <laughs> argument could be made. You know what? You know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? They're, they're in the ACC. <laughs> Best basketball conference. They're going against a very stingy Virginia team. 34 points is unacceptable. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Let them say it's a one-time thing. You're going to fix it. You're going to do whatever you need to to score at least 50 points in the next game. I don't really care if you win or not. Just score more than 50. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't get one point per rebound. Very That's good. just ridiculous. Very good. All right. As you can tell, guys, this, this segment is free-for-all college basketball talk. We'll talk teams that we like going into the season. Uh, performances we were impressed by over the first couple days, performances that were disgusting, uh, like the Syracuse Orange. But uh, I want to go ahead and tell you guys over the first couple days here, mm-hmm. it's been the, the year of the freshman. Amen. Uh, James it's Wiseman been- comes out and puts up 28 points in 22 minutes. The Memphis guy right here. Yeah. Cole Anthony comes out with 34 points. I, and then Jordan Dingle. With 24 against the Tide, it is the year of the freshman. Cassius Winston, 21, with Mississippi State. Well, you think to Mississippi I, State? Well, Mississippi State. 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 Projected player of the year. Yes. And he. It lumped together with the freshman. At Mississippi State. That is an all-time moment on the Only Only you could make that the most greatest comedian thing ever. <laughs> the fatal flaw. <laughs> look, I, we we got to regroup from this. Look, guys. Look, guys. It's LSU week. 
Give me a break. All right, just tell, tell us about Cassius Winston and what he did as the senior point guard favorite to win the Wooden Hold on, he's got to look up his stats Shut first. Up. He Shut didn't up. watch. Shut hey, Trevin didn't watch the game. He's just reading I the stats. I did watch the game. Thank you very much. It was a very good game. I watched the Champions Classic. I watched Michigan State versus Kentucky. I did watch Kansas versus Duke. I thought both games were amazing. I think Kentucky is going to be a very tough out this year. Um, look. I always make the joke John Calipari can't coach. He just has the best talent. It's the Nick Saban excuse that everybody likes to put on Nick Saban. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, of course he wins. He gets the best talent. Mm-hmm. He coached the heck out of that game. I will give him credit for that one. He, he did, did his job. He did He did his job. He coached the heck out of that game. I don't know what he's going to do when he plays us in LSU, but he coached the heck out of and that another game. I'll give him credit for that one. Tyrese Maxey did his job he coming did. off the bench. Tearing it up. Uh, I've seen mock drafters move him from out of the mock draft to the number six pick. It's okay. I mean, this is... I I get it. You know, Kentucky shooting guards often fly up the draft boards and find themselves... Fox. Going early. Fox is a point guard. Are you even paying attention You're saying guards, bro. I said... Did I I say shooting guards? Lose you said you, you said shooting guards. You said guards. We'll, ro- we'll roll back we'll the tape on that. Back. Oh, my God. Listeners, oh listeners my God. roll back. Listeners, roll it back about 30 seconds. Tweet in. Oh tell, us if, tell us if James was wrong or I'm not, just, what I he mean, was. I'm shutting up for the rest Could have said Jamal Murray. Could have said Malik Monk. I was getting You did there. say Devin Booker. I'll give you that. Devin I'll give you Devin Booker. I was getting there, and then you interrupted me talking about point guards. All right, well, Tyrese Maxey, another Kentucky shooting guard who's going to go high in an NBA draft. Who could who could imagine? But uh, they do have a lot of point guards who have gone high too, Trevin. I'll give you that. But we're gonna we're gonna Trevin go ahead. Wall. I'll ask you, Trevin, Mister Basketball. You've watched a lot of basketball. You, you say yes, yes. Tell me, what team has impressed you the most so far through these first couple days? Um. That's a fantastic question. I think Kentucky is definitely up there for me because that was a very tough win for them over Michigan State, number one team, ranked team in the nation. I like North Carolina. The Cole Anthony performance was very nice. He looks legit. He reminds me kind of more of Carson Edwards and John Morant kind of rolled into one. But like Carson Edwards just could find the shot whenever he wanted to, but John Morant just had more like just had that athleticism. You know what I'm saying? I just that's the vibe I got from him. Duke was also impressive in their win over Kansas, and also Kansas was impressive. Don't let the close score f- the fool you. That that game was very tough for both sides of the game. It was really kind of a coin flip at the back end there. So don't let the score fool you. Both teams were both very impressive in that game, but somebody has to lose. Um, and then uh, surprisingly, I hate to say it because I don't like giving James credit, wherever the heck that means, but Memphis <laughs> looked good. James Wiseman looked good. He's, he looked great. He, he looks great. legit. He looks like a grown man. He looks, he looks legit. Like Precious Achua as well. He Precious Achua is, is – considered more of a prospect for the NBA than a, a player, and we had that discussion before where uh, a lot of guys can put up great numbers in college because they're great players. There's a, there's other guys who are great prospects, and they, they just look the part, mm-hmm. and so they're going to go in the NBA draft. Precious, Precious Achua, it was unclear which one he would be. He, regardless, he's got the body to be in the NBA right now. He uh, it, it really didn't look fair to South Carolina State to be out on that floor with the two of them. They're they're on my list of of the most impressed. I'll also I gotta put Villanova up there. Yeah, Villanova looks good. Uh, uh, I'm watching. Uh, Villanova, I'm Villanova watching Villanova closely because I think Jay Billis had us on the mock. Like the who? Mock. Jay Billis. 
There you Jerry go. Bill. I was okay. messed that up. What? I was messed that up. Look, look, guys. Struggling look, guys, guys. I'm struggling today. Look, all right, but Jay Billis had like his little, like his pre, um, yeah. pre-season like mock tournament, and we are scheduled to play Villanova in his mock tournament in New York. I'll give you one. Round. I'll give you one more here. I'm going non-power five or the power six. The power I'm six. Has told us. I'm big on the power six. Respect the American Conference. We'll in basketball. stay in. Oh, we'll stay out of the Power Six. I'm going to go with Seton Hall. Uh, they got a lot of hype around Miles Powell, but... I don't like that one, do you? He lived up. He lived up to it, and they, they got a big win. Yeah, it's Wagner. Not a, not a big-time matchup, but I think the Big East is going to represent this year very well in the NCAA I just want to give a quick shout-out to Vandy. They won a game. Good for, them. Good for them. The Good Jerry for them. Stackhouse era. Look, it's off to you, a roaring last, start. Last year was a rough season for them. They came in thinking they had a five-star prospect leading they the team. <laughs> and they looked good with him. Yes. And then he got injured. And he got injured. And it it cost, it cost Bryce Trio's job. It, it, might, it cost the coach his job. It cost other players on that team Division One opportunities. It, it cost a lot when he went down last year. One of the most incredible things I've seen now in a bad way. But, uh, but Luke, who, who's impressed you so far? Uh, I'm going to stay in the conference. Uh, don't, don't I'm telling it. you, Tuesday night. Don't you say it. Arkansas beat Rice okay. 90, that's, on my, that's on my list. Ninety-one too. to forty-three, and like we're not gonna we're not gonna credit we're not gonna Rice. Overanalyze. We're not gonna overanalyze this, right? But thirty-eight points over anyone in D one basketball is a lot. That's a lot. And, uh, and the I, they look too. That's right. Uh, Eric Musselman, obviously, I, like they got high expectations for him this year. For Coach Eric Musselman, he's got the he 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 falls right in with Nate Oates in terms of what he meant to the program coming in revitalizing it and and the expectations that come with bringing him in. That's right, that's right. Uh, another team I'm high on just going into the season, and it's sort of I think South Carolina is going to be a top five SEC team. I think South Carolina. They lose Chris Silva, who in the NBA right now is playing street ball. That's right. He's always playing street ball. I've often said it would be better if he just came out in boxing gloves. How about a conversion from power forward to shooting guard? Good for him. In the NBA. He was a good ball player. Quite the way. I'd be like that sometimes. I think he's going to have a successful (laughs) NBA career (laughs) for his standards. Look, 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 look. Hold on. We've had we're here. We're breaking down serious, serious <laughs> breakdown of college basketball as a whole. James gives us great information here. Gives us a great take about Chris Silva changing from power forward to a shooting guard role. I was going to get into the discussion too on what it takes to do that. And we have been thrown off by just. And that junk, it'd be like that sometimes by Trevin. What? We could really, we could really replace Trevin on this show with a soundboard. Give us 10 outtakes and we'll, we'll finish the show here. Hey, man. Look. Uh, <laughs> what, it'd be like that sometimes? <laughs> it'd be, like that, it'd be like that sometimes. You got good days, you got bad days, That's man. Right. I'm just as good today yeah. as our free throw percentage. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with me. Let's talk just for a moment. What, what does it take to go from... Power forward to shooting guard. I feel like there's got to be a body transformation. You got to get into a different type of shape. Uh, you're no longer banging down low, which I mean, Chris Just Silva is, but <laughs> uh, for the most part, in general, you gotta you gotta 
convert I, how you're eating, how you're training. Yeah, a lot of players do that to, in the NBA. Just oh, just because you're going to the NBA, your body does have to change. Like Zion definitely has to change his right. body. But to make that jump, right, from power forward to the shooting guard, you have to think about the conditioning that needs to be take place because now you're chasing guards off the of screens mm-hmm. instead of dealing with power forwards down low. Yeah. You're changing your entire body. you got to lose so much more muscle mass. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you have to lose muscle mass because of all the conditioning and the running that you're doing, you don't necessarily need that extra weight holding you down, and that's for bulkiness trying to bang down low. Now, Silva is still doing the thing that he wants to do, which is bang down low. But, you know, I mean, he's just going to be... You can put him on an NBA floor or in a prison yard. He's not going to change the way he plays if, basketball. If you were Place his hands with cinder blocks, <laughs> he would still play the same way he always has. Yeah, shout out to Chris Silva. Uh, love him here. Good, good, uh, good friend. Good friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show. Of the show. Of we'll the try show. to get him on at some point this season. <laughs> Reach out to the Heat organization, but uh, we gotta take we gotta take a break here. I, just, I, we'll come I, know, back. I know we're college basketball. I just want to shout out the Heat and all those rookies that are making an impact right now. Yeah, well, the, very good. Very we'll good. come we'll come back with more. We have a list for you guys, and then we'll we'll preview Florida Atlantic. And you're listening to the Bama Baseline Podcast. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7, The Capstone. On podcast, we have a list for all of you out there. Luke, what is our list today? Well, actually, uh, I had the list ready, and I think we just had a better list submitted in by our co-host Trevin Pierre Noel. Uh, Trevin, yes, tell us what we got. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Today, we are going to be ranking our top five college mascots. Now, everything does count. So, we're talking about costume and live animals do count. Please leave Al Big Al because we do go to the University of Alabama. Of course we love Big Al. He's drinking off the list. He does not count. James, I'm going to you first. Top five mascots, starting number five, working way to number one. Go. All right. Let's go ahead. We're going to start things off at Oklahoma State. Uh-oh. We're going Pistol Pete. Pistol, going Pistol Pete. Pete. Specifically, Swingin' Pete. Okay. The golf mascot. Oh, okay. oh, oh. Swingin' Pete, okay. the golf mascot. Hey, respect that. Seen some, seen some great gear with the Swingin' Pete logo on it. The golf stuff. Right. Big fan of that. All right, number four. Number four. We're going Ralphie the Buffalo. Ralphie the very Buffalo. Good. Very good. Okay. Big fan of Ralphie. Okay. Number three. Number three. Number three, we're going with the the live goat from the Naval Academy. Okay. You can take your respect the troops from the, the Naval troops. Academy. For the troops. Okay. For the troops. Interesting, okay. cho- interesting okay. That's an interesting choice, but it he is. is the goat, so. He is. He is, <laughs> he is the goat. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to punch you out like an MLB umpire. All right, you ready? You ready? Here's strike three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, number two. All right, we're moving I on. Could, I couldn't resist. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. James, number two. Moving on. Number two here. I'm going to go with Al and Alberta at the University of Florida. Really? Al and Alberta. Okay. They're, they're nice couple. Nice couple. We love, we love healthy Do we love just – hold on. I like, I like any, any pair of mascot. 
Right? If you've got a guy and a girl mascot that, that come out together, I think that's a so great... So you like the Birmingham Barons? They got the guy and the girl mascot? Yeah, I'm on board with I'm on board you with like, that. You like healthy relationships. I do. Right? You know, respect. I like it. Respect. Big so, James, number one, best mascot in all the land. Please tell me. Let's go. Number one, and this is going to be controversial. Uh-oh. I'm going with the... Arkansas Razorback. What? Really? The live Razorback. Really? Well, it's the hard to argue with an Ar- Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big fan of big fan of his work. Seen him seen him more than more than <laughs> more than a few times. I, I, like I have the, seen the Arkansas Razorback as he as he makes his way uh, around the stadium. Uh, it's it's just it's interesting to okay. see. Uh, obviously, he's not a Razorback, right, 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 right. But he, he, it's interesting to see them have a, a wild hog for a mascot. I, just, I think it's it's a little out there. I like it. All right, Luke, you're up. Uh, number five. Number five. I'm going with Otto the Orange at Syracuse. Oh, you I know, like it. You know, in in the old NCAA football games. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was the best character to play with because he just kept rolling after he got just drunk. Kept yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a great, great game. Uh, I missed that game. So number four. Come back soon. I like, I like at Florida State. They have Osceola in the horse running right, the game. Right, yeah. I, I like that. Okay. I like, that's, that's, cool. that's cool. Right that's cool. That's a good one because it's a, it's a Native American mascot that people get behind. What? <laughs> It's Very not good. One, that's not right. Not one that's been canceled yet because they pay homage yes. to the to the tribe, the Seminole yes. tribe. It's out of respect to them rather than uh, some other organization. That's right. And uh, solely like he makes the top, they make the top five, but cut solely for just throwing the the flaming spear, 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 spear into the ground. That's, that's a so great. Cool. That's a great. That's a great. Now tradition. also sometimes Renegade will go rogue and just throw Os- Chief Osceola off, <laughs> and that's cool to watch too. Much like much, like, much like when the scooter <laughs> at Oklahoma. The scooter, scooter. I still understand how they make a wagon a mascot, but okay. <laughs> All right, number three, guys, Purdue Pete. Purdue Pete. It's what a weird mascot, but I, <laughs> I love Purdue Pete. Purdue Pete. It's like human body, mm-hmm. but like you know, you see it a lot. Like uh, I think Kansas State. It's like this with the Wildcat Kansas State. Yeah, it's a human body right. and the mascot head. Well, the mascot head for Purdue Pete. If you look it up, it's just like plastic, just like plastic, like yes. awful Halloween costume. And it, you, I respect it so much. It's just the. It, it looks awful. It looks better now than it did like twenty years ago. Yeah. But uh, I like Purdue Pete. Uh, two, I'm going, of course, I, I got to go with with, with uh, Pistol Pete, Oklahoma State. That's a good one. How cool. That's a good one. Uh, number one. Number one. Big Red at Western Kentucky. Big Red. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a, what a mascot. Ooh. Not thinking about Big Red. Big Red in the making, the making of my list. What, like what, a, what a mascot Big Red is. is what is he? We don't know. He's just big and he's red. I think he's just a red monster. He's just he's big, big and he's red. red. All right, guys. Trevor, what you got for us? All right. Because obviously my list is the best. Right. I have a citation to make, by the way, once Trevor's done All right, go ahead. All right. So, at number five, I'm going to go with... Bevo. Bevo at Texas. Bevo. Bevo. I like the Longhorns. Even like, after like, his controversial like move. Yeah. Attacking Uga. Mm-hmm. A controversial. I loved it. I loved it. Well, it was controversial... That, that he went after a fellow mascot, I, I, I believe. Yeah, but Ugga had it coming. He was in his territory. Yeah, he, did. he did. He did. He had it coming. 
He did right. step on Number stage. four. Yeah. I want to make sure I say his name right. Um, mascot at Texas A&M. I love the little dog. I think I was, is it Reveille? I just want to make sure I say it right. It's like Reveille. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're going to call it right. Yeah, it's Reveille. There's any Texas A&M fans out there listening. First of all, I don't know what you're doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I butchered the name, but I love the dog. It's just always so fitted, so coated. Mm -hmm. It just looks beautiful on the sideline. I was really tough. I was stuck between Uga. I was stuck between the Hound over at uh, Tennessee, and I was stuck between him. And I was just like, you know what? He's just a better looking out Mm -hmm. of him. I'm just going to go with him. He's the most well-groomed. He's the most well-groomed. I'm going to go with him. Mm -hmm. That was number four. That was number four. My number three for the mascots is, of course, the Stanford Cardinal tree. Oh! I'll go ahead and do a citation. Now, I don't know how I made the oversight. That's my number one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are we making the Stanford Cardinal tree? Without question. Number three, the Stanford Cardinal tree. It was an oversight on my part because the Stanford Cardinal tree is not one mascot. Yes. It has interchanging parts. At different That's games. That's right. Yeah. It's like it's like it's, it's like. It's also not even a tree costume. It's just random pieces of cloth on top of a wire cage in which a person swings in circles. That's right. Uh, the, it's incredible. Stanford. The it's eyes just, barely, a, rarely stay on. It's, it's a miracle of That's, innovation. It is from right. Stanford right. University. All right, number two. People are gonna hate me for this one. I feel bad. I'm sorry. As much as I rack on them. Could you please get on with it, please? Aubie the Tiger. Number two. I, can, I, I like Aubie. I, I like I hate Auburn, but I like Aubie. Aubie is a very likable mascot. He's a very likable mascot. He's always having fun on the sideline. He can use his hands. He does flips. <laughs> it's great. I love Aubie. Good for Aubie. Always has good commercials. He does have yeah. good commercials. Just Never seen Aubie in a bad commercial. That's right. He's always good. It's too bad he's on the Gus train. Anyways, number one. Here we go. How could I not pick the Oregon Duck? The Oregon oh, Duck. Oh, Oregon Duck. A classic. The Oregon Duck is my number one pick for my favorite mascot, not named Big Al. I just love him. Does Good everything duck. great. Entertaining. Charismatic. Does things the right way. Well, this the bre- Oregon this, Duck. This begs the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the top duck? Is it the Aflac duck or the Oregon duck? Ooh, ooh, that's a great question. Me personally, I lean towards the Aflac duck because he has more Oregon duck. No, because the Aflac duck has more national exposure and has a better catch phrase. Well, who? The Oregon duck is funded by Nike. Who cares? I, I don't think you can take that into yeah, but the or, but the Oregon duck goes to the Aflac duck for insurance. He might. Well, do that's that. right. That's right. I mean, like, well, you got to think too, like. But the cultural the, impact of the Affleck duck, just uh, as opposed to the Oregon duck, what? I mean, how many? T- how many Affleck. times? Wait, very very good, Trevin. We're talking favorite duck of all time. It's the Peabody duck. Excuse me, Donald. Disrespect. The Peabody ducks from Memphis, Tennessee. Donald duck. Excuse Number me? one duck in my book. This is a whole different list. We'll have to get to this later. Favorite. My favorite duck just, is the Peabody ducks. Donald. But we'll. We'll move on. Okay, before we get out of this segment, I got to give you the undisputed bottom two mascots without question, and I think you guys will have to agree with me. All right, here we go. All right, second to last is the Miami Duck. Ibis. Sebastian? Sebastian what? the Ibis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, not I, I don't, I'm not, not a fan. fan. Not a fan of that. I love Miami. I like doesn't, the doesn't go with the hurricane moniker doesn't you know mm-hmm. whatever whatever a, a plus b doesn't equal c no that's right okay well you and got well, last in all of division one the clemson tiger 
is the Ohio State Buckeye. Hold on. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, hold on. Don't disrespect I'm me. okay with the Buckeye. The Buckeye I'm okay. not on board with the Buckeye because no one will ever it. give a straight answer on why he is what he is. He's a, He's a nut. He is a nut. He's a nut. But, but he has a body. And they never because explain it away. Because you can't have a mascot that doesn't have a body. Yes, you can. Nobody asks why the Syracuse. The Syracuse why, orange. Nobody asks. Nobody okay. asks why he has legs and arms. But only Buckeye's head is a Buckeye. Have you seen the Buckeye? They're like, like Brutus the Buckeye. Small. Man, just let him live. Man. I, let the man live. Not a fan of Brutus the Buckeye. He's got to do good. something. Look, Brutus. I like Brutus. I like Brutus the Buckeye. I think the Clemson Anti- Tiger. Brutus I Brutus. think the Clemson Tiger is the scariest. The mascot. face scariest. The, I, you scariest is a different. He looks like Stanford Tree. <laughs> the Stanford I mean, there would be nightmares about the Stanford Tree. We put it in the top because it's just absolutely hilarious. Now here's to watch. What, what do you think about the uh, the Nittany Lion from Penn State? I actually kind of enjoy the Lion because he dances. I think he he's a class. I think well, it's, when I think Penn State, I think Patino. Uh, I think uh, Petrino. Patrino. Patino. 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 I, I, yeah, I had it right. Paterno. Both Joe of you were wrong. Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno. <laughs> Joe Paterno. I'm struggling over here. Both of you were wrong. No, it's not sorry, as obvious. I'm sorry. Joe got canceled and he was there for a race for my memory. <laughs> 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 that was, that was it's it. not enough that you you whiffed on Joe, it the first time. I did. You, you, I then got you found advice. a friend, <laughs> whiffed on it the second time, <laughs> then reverted back to your first <laughs> answer, which was equally wrong. <laughs> I want to apologize. Trevin, Trevin's having a bad influence on me here today. So we're gonna, we got to get out of this segment. Let's go. First, let me finish that, that thought. I like, no, when, I I think, like the when I think of the Penn State, I think of old fashioned. Right, I was thinking about that. Basic, I, clean, so, plain. Penn State. A nice, a nice old mascot that looks like it, it sort of looks, it looks like, like a, they created the costume when they founded the school. That's that was my whole gripe about it. Yeah, but, it looks but like, I, I like the that's nostalgia. the most Penn State thing that Penn State could do okay. is have a mascot that looks it. like when Penn State was founded. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Let's go ahead. We're gonna wrap things up today with a preview of the Florida Atlantic game. No one brought up the owl, but uh, we'll talk about the Florida Atlantic owls when we get back. Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the capstone. Welcome back. Final segment of the week. This is the Bama Baseline Podcast, and we're going to get you ready for Alabama taking on the Florida Atlantic Owls. We're going to Break down uh, a little bit of what we expect to see from Alabama. Yes. Uh, a little bit of what we expect to see from Florida Atlantic, right, and then give our thoughts on yeah, what we need, what the, we need to do. All right, Luke, are you ready? Computers away. By the way, so, by the way this is this, this is, is now now a, now a segment. new tradition. Yes. Uh, before Luke is allowed to look at the roster for the first time and give you re- real sound advice on what to expect from Florida Atlantic, he first has to hear the name of a Florida Atlantic basketball player and give you a breakdown of what he will provide the team with no prior knowledge of his name 
or, or any of the stats. That's right. I'm trying to prove that literally anyone can do this. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> literally cool anyone. Here. All right. So here, let's set the scene. I'm here, laptop, phone, face down yes. on the table, and there I'm I'm being quizzed now. I'm trying to prove to you that so anyone. You got to do two. Two. I'm give you okay. two. Your first one from Baltimore, Maryland, Everett Winchester. How do you think he's going to do? Oh, he's not going to be good. I don't want him on my team. Everett Winchester, no. He sounds like he should be playing polo in England. <laughs> don't want Everett Winchester on my team. How many points a game do you think he averages? I th- you know, I'm not going to say if he averages anything. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think if you look, if you're coach of Florida Atlantic and you yes. look down your bench and you see your two options are like, you know, the mascot, the owl, or Everett Winchester, you might be calling on the owl. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, <laughs> right, James, 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 you got it up? You got the stats? I'm, we're pulling it up. All right, so Everett Winchester averages 10 points in 10 minutes a night, 8 okay, points. Average is a strong t- I know, strong his first game, first game. His first, first career game. game. First game, he got 10 minutes, he got 8 points, he got one rebound, and he had one turnover, but he made all his shots. And made every free throw. He's contributing. He's, he's contributing. He's a good contributor. He is a junior. That's good. He played 10 minutes. You tried. He's, he's a good, role he's player a, off the bench. Good role player off the bench. I don't, all right. I don't know if that was a good job. He scored 10 <laughs> points and he told you he wanted that. He scored oh, eight on. points. <laughs> all right. Your next person. That's what I'm All right. I got you. DJ Robertson. DJ Robertson. Oh, my God. Let's talk about star of the team. <laughs> DJ Robertson, you want him – this is a guy you want starting right. from the get-go. You want the ball in his hands. If it comes down the last two minutes of the game, mm-hmm. you want the ball in his hands. Yes, you do. You do want the ball in his hands. Why? Because you have blown the team out. Okay, so he averages 14 – he played 14 minutes the last game. Guess how many points he scored? Fourteen? Fourteen 14 minutes. Yeah, 14 minutes. I, I don't know, four? Close. He got two. Got two. two. Got two points. Yeah. See, you, you, two you, rebounds, one assist, two steals. Basically, he was their Avery Johnson. Well, you know, he's a freshman. Got his first game action. He could develop into a budding well, star. Well, you, know, you want him at the end of the game because this game's up. I mean, the game's over. You want the ball in his hands. There you go. All right. Give him a rest. From, from, I mean, from Alabama's perspective, you do want the ball in his hands. You want the ball in his hands because, you know, it's if you're FAU, that means the game's out of the question. I mean, how about although, that? Although it is. The year of the freshman. I'm calling it right here and <laughs> it's now. The year. the year of the freshman. Very good. All right. Circle back around. Now, real actual analysis. Yeah, let's, let's get it. these stats up. Look, and also, look, Mano, we made the joke about that, but everything. This gives me an opportunity to actually look at the the stats of the team, which makes it <laughs> more concise for me. Just give, just paints me a picture. I love Luke's thing of just just randomly just going out there because you know you don't really get a good impression until you see the guys. You know. You never know what somebody's capable of on the stat sheet. You never know, okay? Um, but looking at this team, Forrest seems to be their main guy that they go to. He uh, gets 27 minutes. He got 12 points the last Who? game. His Who? name? Forrest. His oh, name? Forrest. I heard Forrest. 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 Michael Forrest. He is a sophomore. He's six foot tall. So 
he's a guard. So, you know, he, he seems like a main guy that they go to. And also look out for Cornelius Taylor. He had 20 points the last game, though he doesn't know how to pass the ball with one assist. And playing a point guard, that's actually very concerning. But, you know, those two guards together, I think it'll be a very interesting game seeing those two play. Um, hopefully they'll be able to do something mm-hmm. at a level to make it more challenging for Kyra mm-hmm. and John Petty. I don't want to cakewalk. I still want them to develop and learn from this game. I don't want this to be a cupcake. But, you know, I hope they give them enough of a challenge. But we're still able to pull away from the game. That's right. I, th- I think the tie really comes away on this one. And I think, you know, uh, you're starting backcourt. You know, John Petty, Kyra Lewis, and Jayden Shackerford really shine in this this game coming. It's a great opportunity for them to get some. Yeah, so. because this is a, it's a, this this team, this Florida Atlantic team. One thing about them, they don't really have a good interior threat, That's right? True. Zero blocks last game. Uh, I think they lost the rebounding battle against Flagler College. They got uh, thirty nine rebounds total. So how many? How many did the Flagler have? More. You pull it up. Give me one second. Go ahead. Was it? I, but anyway, your point remains yeah. the same regardless. Yeah. It, it, I think getting to the basket is going to be an easy thing in this game coming right. up, and that that'll be good for our confidence, especially coming off a game where we couldn't make a shot under the basket. We couldn't make a shot in the paint, uh, really. And I think it's going to be really good. Trevin, what you got for us? Did they, well, how many rebounds did Flagler College have? Um, Flagler is trash. They got 26. 26. All right, very good. I made a generalized statement. Flagler should play Syracuse. I made made a generalized statement without even looking at the stat sheet that Florida Atlantic lost the rebounding battle. The Division II Flagler. That, was, it, that did not. That come was to, not true. Did not come to fruition. It was not true at all. But they have the same amount of assists and the same amount of fouls. But but we're we're gonna look at look at this and I'm gonna make a bold prediction here. Go ahead. Alabama's most important player. I think Kyra Lewis has a break, oh, bounce back game, but I think the most important player to watch play on Monday night will be Javon Quinterly. Nate Oates has told the media that he expects a decision to be handed down on Monday afternoon. He said that he has, he, he did not give a confirmed time of the uh, conference call, but he was told that it will be a quick turnaround on the decision and that they should have an answer by the afternoon uh, of Monday. And that, will, that would mean that Javon Quinterly, if cleared, of course, there could be some other hurdles to go through before he can get onto the court. So there, there could be other things that keep him out of the game, whether he's cleared or not. But I think if he's cleared and if it's at all possible, I think they'll get him on the floor. And I think he will come out with a vengeance and put up uh, monster numbers. Just we just, so, as a show, we just cleared that just Javon me, Quinterly. That just made me so excited for Monday. As, as a show, we just cleared well, Javon I'm, Quinterly. I, I, no, 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 no. James, James, day one James, hold on, hold on. We're going to call ESPN. We're going to call Fox Bleacher Report. <laughs> game day's already We're, here. Game day's already here. We can go talk to Reese Davis right Just now. Just talk to SEC Davis. Nations here. Reese Davis. Davis. Good Tebow. things to say about call Alabama Paul basketball Pine earlier today. We, 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 can, we can report this as fact now. Get it rolling on the ticker at ESPN on the bottom of the screen. We need this going. Javon Quinterly, according to James Fletcher and the Bama Baseline Podcast, playing Monday night against Florida Atlantic. Well, as I said, there are things that could hold him out of the game, but I'll say, I'll say this. Nate Oates has never backed down from his position that Javon Quinterly will play this season. That's right. And that gives me really good – it gives me great hope that 
that he he's right in his assessment, and he he believes in uh, the University of Alabama's uh, team that deals with NCAA uh, clearances and and, and all of the things that come with that. And so uh, he's, he's talked multiple times about how he, he believes that they're going to get this done and, and that Javon Quinterly has a case to play. And I think as long as um, there's still a chance uh, that, that I, have, I have faith in, I, I do think that Javon Quinterly should be playing. I think he should play basketball this season based off of his case and what he has to, to present to the NCAA. So uh, with that said, the sooner that he's able to, the sooner I hope he's out there. And so... If that decision does come, as Nate Oates said that it it should, I, I I'd like to see him out there. I think it's a game a good game to get him in. That's right. Let him just run and uh, let out all that all that tension that's been building yes. over the past few months. But, Trevin, what you got for Trevin, us? what do you got for us? Uh, what, do, what do you expect from this game? What are you looking for out of the team? I'm looking for a, definitely an improvement in the shooting-wise. I really want them to focus on getting the ball in the basket, especially down low. So I want them to attack more down low. <laughs> you, you want them to do their job, get the ball in the basket. I want them to do their job. But, hey, look, look, I'm being legit here. Finding smart shots and just getting them in there, just having that good feeling of like, all right, it's, not a, it's an anomaly the last game. We can get the ball. We can put it in the basket. Just having that good feeling of seeing those swishes go in. That's right. I want to see that. John Petty, I want to see you shoot from three-point line and the free-throw line a little bit more, um, just making better, smarter decisions, especially on the free-throw line. Please make these. Please. Begging you. Don't be you don't want to say on the list, John Petty. <laughs> oh, on this list. Trevin's list. Don't. don't oh, he's, he's don't, awfully close. Don't don't, don't don't get lower. He's awfully close to moving down. You know what I did last year. Oh. Don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what you did last year, but we're... Uh, but, hopefully yeah, we won't have a repeat. But John Petty is the person I'm looking most towards and trying to make an improvement for next game. All right, and Luke, close us out today. What do you, what do you expect from the team? I expect it to be a pretty good game for the Tide, really. You know, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot easier than the Penn game was. To be honest, not to discredit the Florida Atlantic Owls by no means, but you know, Penn was a Penn's, Penn. We played Tuesday. That's a tournament team. They're going to win the Ivy League. They got great coaching, got great experience. Even their leading scorer was a freshman, but they got great experience on that roster. You know, they good. know they know how to play the situation. Yeah. It's like it's like her, you remember Herm Her Edwards said it. You play to win the game, and Penn plays to win the game. Yeah. And they got a great coach Steve Donahue, and they're, they they were a good team. They were great tests for us in the off season, or in the uh, non conference. For the opening, from the opening game, it was a great test. It was to a see great the team test. Was. I think this is going to be a bit of an easier game against Florida Atlantic. That may, it will that give game, us confidence that, that game we showed need. showed us we're on the right track. Yes. And we're get, and we just need to just. Put a couple more nails. That's right. Because after this, I believe we go to Rhode, we go to Rhode Island. Yes, which and is that's a real test. That's a real test. Road, true road game against the Rhode Island Rams. We need confidence going into that, and I think the Florida Atlantic game is going to give it to us. Yep. Uh, great breakdown today, guys. We got a lot of good content. Uh, I'll let you guys sign off, and then we'll, we'll send it away for the week. I'll sign off for all of us. How about that? For James Fletcher, Trevin Pierre, Noel, uh, I'm Luke Ratliff. You've been listening to the Bama Baseline Podcast.